what's what the outcome is going to be but welcome welcome thank you for tuning in you are right on time today is going to be a hot one and my guest gave us a hint from last saturday but before we get into the conversation of today let's meet my guest his name is Olumide Kayode Omoshibi. He is a lawyer and the CEO of Gnosis Health Initiative. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye, sir. Good morning to you, Esquire. Good morning. Good morning, Esquire. I said, I'll not give you all the other many titles that you've been gifted on this show. <laughs> and good morning, Feta. It's, yes, it's good morning, Feta. Feta always keeps me listening to uh, what's up Lagos uh, during the week. I think she's crazy by the way. I think we all know people cannot it's an be, interesting combination of that. cannot be seen and do what they do. Honestly. Uh, what did we talk about last week? Last week we did questions and answers, so we didn't really focus on anything in particular. But today, yeah. um, I think due to popular demand, because I, as you know, we Ghana new listeners every time and we're super grateful if you're tuning in for the first time thank you so much for joining us and uh, because of that there are certain things that would have to be repeated on the show right um, before now maybe last year or two years ago even we had a whole series on character traits to avoid in a relationship and um, uh, my guest came up with about seven traits my guest came up with about seven traits right that we should avoid thank you so much for that uh, when looking out for partners and um this conversation has come up again in recent times and a lot of you, because you're just tuning in or you joined us in recent times, are not familiar with that conversation. So um, I guess as a side of the social media topics and the industries, and today we bring up another trait, which is the stingy one. Whenever this comes up, I like to refer to it as akago. Now we call it in my language, <laughs> which is evil. But let me allow the barrister to, to go ahead before we get into it proper. Yes, we have been talking about relationships, marriages, and mainly on the domestic violence and abuse. And uh, I mentioned that for those especially considering a choice for a spouse, there are seven character traits you cannot marry. You know, um, it's it always leads to problems, marital problems, domestic violence and abuse, and eventual separation and uh, divorce. So um, Gordon Alport was one of the first to categorize personality and traits. He created a list of more than 4,000 personality traits. Later, another psychologist, 4, Raymond Cattell, narrowed down this expensive list to 16. And over the years, various psychologists have expressed various views about personality and character traits. The debate over these character traits still continues till today. However, after 20 years of social work and research, that is of mine on victims of domestic violence and abuse. I have come to identify seven traits that one cannot marry. The presence of these character traits in a person makes higher the probability for a failed marriage and also comes with components of domestic violence and abuse. The traits are a jealous spouse, the proud, the stingy, jobless, the liar, the hot-tempered, and the malicious. So today, I will talk about the stingy, the stingy one. Uh, 
the word stingy is an adjective which means it describes a noun or a person or the Oxford Dictionary defines it as mean and ungenerous mean that is to be stingy is uh, to be mean and ungenerous Merriam-Webster defines it as stingy niggardly parsimonious penurious miserly mean being unwilling or showing unwillingness to share with others Vocabulary.com defines stingy as uncharitable, lacking love and generosity, beggarly, mean and cheap. So the adjective stingy, that adjective stingy is so peculiar that various dictionaries and encyclopedias define it by synonyms rather than explain it with words which means it can only be imagined and best described through the eyes of its victims. So, stingy means being unwilling to share with others. It is marked by a lack of generosity, reluctant to part with money or goods. Stingy people are referred to as unkind and fair. Now, there's a difference between when someone doesn't give because they don't have. You can't give what you don't have. However, a stingy person has, but is unwilling to give. Some social scientists believe that stingy predominantly comes from poverty, that is people that grew up in a poor, uh, from a poor home. But I don't agree with this because we have people that come from rich homes that are stingy. So uh, I think it is more, in my view, it is more of an inherent character trait than the state of a person's bank account. Now, let's talk about how a stingy partner is. They don't really spend on their partner. They don't spend on their family. They see celebrations of birthdays, anniversaries, and other events as a waste of money. They, they, there are hardly any surprises or special occasions with a stingy person because uh, they, they, they don't believe in buying gifts or surprising a partner or doing anything special. The number one thing about them is they always complain that they don't have money. Now, stingy people cannot love, they only cohabit because the trademark of love is to give. You cannot love someone and have what the person needs and you will still be unwilling to help. When for Christians, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. You have to be able to give. The moment you are with somebody who finds it difficult to give, who is not that you are asking, but they are not empathic or sympathetic to whatever, you know, you have. All they know is that they don't have. You know, those kinds of relationships that everything is okay until you need something. That is when problem will come. When you just say, ah, you need this, or maybe your money is not enough. Ah, I don't have. They always don't have. That man comes to see you, that woman comes to see you, not with a loaf of bread. They are selling bread down the street. You will pass all the, just even bread to come and visit someone. They will not buy. A stingy man can go hungry so that you don't ask them for food. So before you finish talking, you say, ah, even me, I never talk since. You know, so that you don't even bother going to, you are hungry. A stingy man will not even spend on himself. So how much more can he spend on you? How can someone who doesn't love himself love you? It is very important that you understand 
that stingy people cannot love. It is not possible. Because to love is to give, but they are incapable, they are unwilling. Uh, except for variations where the wife is independent of the husband financially. But if you want to know a stingy man, look at his wife. And if you want to know a stingy woman, look at her children. Being stingy is financial insecurity. Marriage to them leads to frustration as your spouses always end up inheriting bills and debts. They end up paying for everything because their partners simply will never have money. It's the school fees of the, the school fees of the children again is another term, you know, it's one fifty. Ah, me is uh, fifty thousand I have or sixty thousand. So how are we going to do? They just never you have to you will be the one doing the extra work to always cover up rent. Ah, I don't have you know, they just don't have. Proverbs twenty three verse six tells you do not eat the bread of a stingy man and do not desire his delicacies for he is keeping track inwardly counting the cost eat and drink he says to you but his heart is not with you there was a case uh, many years ago of an aged gentleman who i know well he was very ill and he had to be flown out of the country to india for treatment he kept pleading with yeah he kept pleading with families and family members and relatives to help the operation at that time this was about 17 years ago would cost six million naira and the family you know everybody ran around were able to raise four million and pleaded with the hospital in india to allow a deposit of four million that while they would be doing the procedure we would have raised the remaining two million and paid. It took about a week for the hospital to respond positively. Meanwhile, by that time, his condition had deteriorated so bad. So while trying to get him to the airport, he became very critical, you know, and before they could get on the plane, he had passed away. And then some had already transferred four million naira to India. So on the second month of his morning, you know, as a Yoruba wife, you are not really allowed to, you have to stay indoors during the time of morning. So she was cleaning the room when his phone beeped and, you know, a text message came. And she wondered who would still be trying to reach her husband. You know, everybody knows he's dead. So who is still sending text messages? So she picked the phone and then it was the bank deducting their uh, account maintenance uh, fees and all that. So when all that information came, and then they sent the balance of her husband's money in the bank. Ladies and gentlemen, he had 32 million naira in his account, meaning he had enough money to pay for his own surgery five times over. I'm quiet because I don't know if this story would ever make sense because I wonder why Watch themselves die. A stingy person is stingy to their own selves. You can you can know you can look at their wardrobe and know. They they won't even buy good shoes. Now, as a spouse, the day you spend maybe twenty thousand naira to buy a shoe, you will not hear the end of it. They will keep telling you, How can you spend this amount of money on just one shoe? Some people have not eaten. You are still you know, you are some people are spending twenty they would make such a big deal of the fact that 
even to themselves, look at their food. It's very basic. Their rice is just plain rice. Their stew is just plain stew. They are stingy to them, their own selves. Now, when you are with someone and you see that they are stingy, listen, they cannot love you. Even in business, you cannot do business with a stingy person. They are buying yeah. goods. They have money to pay for the goods, but no, they will pay in bits. They will spoil the money in your hands. Yeah. A stingy person is someone that you know you, it cannot work. Once you see this, you leave. Now we go to a, a phenomenon called emotional stinginess. Yes, that is something that uh, in nomenclature that has just come up uh, of recent times. Yes, the word emotional here is also an adjective, which means it describes a person gotten from the word emotion, which is totally about your feelings, joy, anger, fear, derived from your circumstance or situation. So emotional stinginess means someone who is unwilling to give their feelings of sympathy, empathy, affection to a partner. Uh, when you are reluctant to praise others, uh, but you dwell on their flaws, you, 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 no sharing or giving attitude, no display of empathy, no support, no encouragement, you know, no acknowledgement, no compliment uh, to your spouse. You know, some people cannot even say, oh, you look beautiful today. You, you, it, it's, it's a way of manipulating a partner by withholding affection. It is a tool of control because the other partner seeks your approval. They want to do something, you just, you know, you just shrug it off. They dress well to catch your attention, you just look. And they, it, it, it makes, it puts an enormous burden on your partner to try to please you. Uh, it is called emotional stinginess. They, when you are sad, they are not there. When you are, you, you need that encouragement, they are not just there. They just, you know, they are just not there emotionally. They withhold it on purpose. So what emotional stinginess and then stinginess as a whole does to a spouse or a partner is to make them emotionally vulnerable. So when you are married, to a stingy man, it would increase the possibility of you having an extramarital affair. Why? Because you are emotionally drained. You are tired. You are doing everything. They do nothing. And these people, when you want to know the effects of being with a stingy person, if anything happens, like a death of a spouse, they don't grieve or mourn. You know, they just move on. Very briefly, yeah. Why? Because they cannot love. They don't feel it the way you. What they are are hoarders. To the emotion. To their, you know, there are some that emotional stinginess. They never compliment you. So what is he? Do we know the root cause of stinginess? And I think it's inherent. It is people are just like that. Uh, you know. So let me tell you how emotions affect the health of various body organs. Happiness. Various body organs. Happiness affects the heart. That is why uh, when something happens, they say you have a heartbreak. Anxiety affects the lungs and large intestines. Fear affects the kidneys. Pensiveness, deep thought, deep emotions affect the spleen. So um, it is important that you be in a good, a good relationship. Please avoid stingy people. A variation to stingy is the selfish character trait. Stingy is I am not unwilling to give 
selfish is it is all about me selfish people according to Merriam Webster are concerned excessively or exclusively with their self seeking concentration on their own advantage or pleasure so when you're in a relationship with someone that they are the center of their own focus uh, they will refuse to share or give all their selves all themselves to you uh, you see them dressed exclusively looking beautiful but it does not show on their partner or their children they drive good cars you know a man is driving a very good car you see the wife driving a rickety car without they don't really it's all about them they would go get themselves food eat outside in good restaurants but they don't really care whether their family has eating they just give a miserly form you see them eat like kings and queens while their family are just eating basics even sexually as long as they've reached their peak or climax they just roll over they don't care whether the partner is satisfied it's just about them you know uh, they are self-centered it's all about them they are materialistic very they value material acquisitions and they use manipulations to get what they want they lack empathy or sympathy it is all about them and they are very controlling people they, they are very controlling you know uh, you need to understand James chapter 3 16 tells you for where you have malice and selfish ambition you will find disorder and every evil practice where you are selfish and you have people that are stingy mm. let me tell you a quick story I had a friend who left his home and moved into mine for three months he just left he moved he said he had had enough 10-year marriage with three kids he says his wife is so you know that even to touch his wife she would tell you to choose uh, three days in the month so there's a calendar in their room you know you will choose the date and even when you choose three dates it is not guaranteed that the three dates you know that you know what broke the camel's back was the wife earns three times his salary he's a federal worker but it is his house and you know he pays the school fees and takes care of the feeding of the house so he did a particular investment which he thought would have paid by a certain time and the investment did not pay it was now the time for the children school fees you know to resume to pay his children's school fees and he asked his wife to borrow him the money for their school fees that you know uh, he did and that she was aware and she refused that uh, she doesn't have you know what the children were home for one term how the wife would walk every, wake up every morning go to work seeing the children at home for one term and she had the money to pay but she just will not you say ah, it's not a duty to pay you have to pay and it, it broke him and it, you know loan him she, okay, okay, yeah he said he pay will pay back. the money back mm -hmm. the which is wrong even because i mean these are your children this this broke him because he said listen you are not giving me the money you are paying for your own children that don't even give me pay to the school mm -hmm. she did not the children were home for one term so when you are with a selfish spouse there is a problem because it is all about them so here let me and uh, traits not to marry, you cannot be with a stingy or selfish partner. Um, yes. So, um, do we, how many minutes do we have? We still good? Uh, I have a few minutes to bring that to you.
go on the break real quick so we'll keep that cult after the break just to be on the safe side it's interesting because a whatsapp message is coming but it's similar to what you were saying already um this person likes would like to remain anonymous and he says um, that he knows a stingy man who spent on himself go out of his way to spend on friends and extended family members but not on his immediate family even in sickness he likes to show up i don't even know if that's stinginess no that's not uh, that's that is being selfish a stingy person would not even spend <laughs> on their own selves my goodness so uh at the point of sickness now i don't, I, I don't get it Feel like there should be some type of psychological evaluation to go or to understand why anybody would do that it is it is it's amazing okay i i want to how do i have time to discuss briefly before we go very briefly okay so uh ladies and gentlemen there is a, um, a matter i would um, want to bring to to the fore i was invited by the nigerian bar association Domestic Violence Committee on an investigation of fact-finding matter as regards uh, the death of one uh, Mrs. Janet Obasi at Imota police station in Ikorodu. So uh, I got to Ikorodu uh, NBA that was at the High Court at their office and followed their bus to Imota police station. A group of about 15 to 20 lawyers and we met the DCO of the station as the DPO was absent. The story was that a woman was beaten by the father of her children. That was the information we had, that she was beaten by the father of her children, along with her, uh, the man's younger brother and his wife. He had been with this woman, but went to marry another uh, woman and um, she went to meet him at his house for the first time to ask for the upkeep of the children she had a seven seven month old baby and a two year old so uh, the man beat her instead along with his younger brother and the new wife and as they beat her she called the police station at Imota and made her way there, carrying her seven All right, thank you very much. So, um, like I said, I was invited by the Nigerian Bar Association to do a branch, the Domestic Violence Committee, on a fact-finding mission, let me say, visit, a fact-finding visit at the, to the Imota police station in Kurudu. So, uh, the information we had was that the deceased uh, went to see uh, the father of her children who had married another woman and uh, she had two children for him, like two years, one was two years old as the older and the second was uh, just seven months old which she carried and when she got there the information we had was that the father of her child, his younger brother, and the wife descended on her and beat her up while she was carrying the child. So she made a call to the motor police station, ran uh, there, made her way there. While getting close, she called one of, she had already called the police station as she had made other reports to the same police station of the domestic violence, the beatings and all that from this gentleman. 
On getting to the police station, after a while, we heard that while she was talking to one of the IPOs, she started, she was bleeding profusely. Eventually, she dropped and died in the police station, carrying her seven-month-old baby. So we went there to find out. This happened on the 9th of uh, April. This happened on the 9th of April. But what was very positive was that uh, we went on the 25th of April as there had been no arrests, no information, no nothing on this woman who, who died. And on getting there, then we got into more confusion as they said that uh, she was brought in dead. I mean, if she was dead, how do you take a corpse into the police station? You cannot bring a corpse, you know, brought in dead is a term for the hospital, not a police station. A dead person cannot walk into the police station. So it means she was at the police station when she, when died. she died. And she said, they said she was brought in dead at 7 p.m. or something by one of the officers. And we went with the mother, father, and the children of the deceased. And the mother got up to show that she still made a call to her daughter at 9 p.m., meaning she did not die at 7, because her phone records showed that she spoke for about seven minutes with her daughter at 9. So these were conflicting details. But the issue here was that a woman died. Secondly, they said something also intriguing that uh, because nobody had come to make a complaint, so there was no arrest. But my point is, a woman dies in your police station carrying a seven-month-old baby. Uh, you said there were, you can't say domestic violence because there was no bruise, no cuts. And the picture that the father had taken of her child, his child, had blood all over. She was bleeding from the mouth, she was mm -hmm. bleeding from the mm -hmm. nose. So we enlarged... The yeah. other wife that did this to her. The man, that is, the father of her child, her child. his younger brother, and his wife. So uh, she, we, the fact-finding mission led to an obvious misinformation and most likely an attempt by some people to cover up the death of this woman. It's, it's, it's amazing that, uh, you know, for two weeks, and now they carried the corpse the following day, that is, uh, it was a Sunday, Monday morning, they called her father, they got his number through her phone, and then just called the man at 7 a.m. to come and pick the corpse of his daughter. And he was like, the daughter, what, how, what happened? Someone that we still spoke to, like nine, and you know, she got up and uh, he was told to come to Motor Police Station. And uh, by the time he was on his way, they called him, he got a call again from the IPO that, should meet them at the junction, one roundabout there. And there, he shall got there. They were blaring their sirens and he saw the corpse of his daughter with blood all over. And he took a picture and was trying to ask. And they were like, ah. you know, he had to pay to fuel the car to carry to a mortuary. But they did not take the body to a mortuary in Ikorodu. They carried from Ikorodu to Yaba. Why? That was another curious question. Why is it that there are no mortuaries? You now come to Yaba, 
and put in a mortuary and then give them a clearance to go and bury. That was a, a very, it was, it was just, um, the, the, the woman, Mrs. Janet Obasi, was the pastor of Mouthpiece of God Deliverance Ministry in Adamo Ikorodu. So I want to quickly put her father on the phone. I want to call her father to probably enlighten us a little bit more on what uh, happened. Yes, it is very, you know what it is? I keep telling, but listen, we are burying our children. We are burying our brothers and sisters. Uh, but let's, let's hear from the father firsthand. Hello, good morning, sir. Hello, good morning. Good morning. My name is Oninichi Kama, currently calling you from 99.3 Nigeria Info. So you're live on radio right now. Thank you for joining and for picking our call. Good morning, sir. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear Hello, us? Can you hear me, sir? Okay, sir. Good morning, sir. This is Odumite. How are you, sir? We thank God. I want to, first of all, extend my condolence on the loss of your daughter. I Nothing can compare to the pain of a father burying his own child. So, first of all, uh, please uh, accept my condolence. Uh, hello, are you there, sir? All right, sir. So please, uh, would just like if you can tell us some of the things that happened on that day to the best of your knowledge. Can you speak louder, sir? My name, my name is. Pastor Kalu Abashi okay. of State of State Civilian Ministry, Majorda Adamo, Ikorudu. Please let Pastor Janet Kalu Abashi is my daughter. In 1920, 2020, my daughter had a contact with a law with a, a man called. Uche Anyang of Mbano in Imo State. They were living together in the yard. And my daughter called me and told me that somebody is want to fall in love with her and this is her, his name. So I said, okay, now why you want to fall in love with somebody you don't know where he is, he is and where he is living, you don't know his character. And they were living in the same yard, opposite to each other. Then, when my daughter called me, then uh, I, I, thought, I called her again. I said, "What is the next plan?" He said that uh, he don't know what to do as a woman, so he fell in love with that man. Thinking that the man was a genuine type, and the man was full of sickish and wicked mind. All what she promised him to get with my daughter, he did not fulfill any of them. His motive was to come and bring her down in the ministry, to destroy the ministry, the work of God. So, in 1920, there was a, a kind of a, a quarrel that comes up. Then we went to a motor police station to search for the quarrel. But the people, the, well, the, police, the police people at the motor police station, they said that uh, 
uh, I should not go, I should not disturb them that they are, they are of age, they are 18 years above, and I should say my own name, and they will say that well, I should not interrupt them. When my, my, when my second son went there, to ask for the sister, the new channel came out before start, starting my song with the brother at the time, beating my son. So when my son came back, he told my therapy. So right from that time, I didn't go, I didn't go to them again. I didn't know what they were doing because of the police instruction. So as time goes on, I learned that this my daughter was pregnant. And from that time, and from that time, I know I don't know where who changed. I now have taken my daughter to I was only hearing the voice of my daughter. And uh, the the last thing to be twenty four, there was a kind of a prayer he made to somebody and the person came to assure appreciation to her with a sum of uh, four point seven million naira, which my daughter told me that she gave it to Uche. That Uche said he wanted to go build a house for, for her because she was pregnant for the first daughter. So after that, when my mother met from put to bed, I went there to uh, greet her. So Uche came and started fighting one day and why she went. So, sorry, you said that she made 4.7 million naira yeah. and the man came million naira. Wow. Mandela has put your death. You cannot go out. So according to what Mandela told me now, at the end, Uche was receiving her. He didn't do any house. He used that money to go and build his own house where he's living at Okerabi, okay, 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 uh, Adamo. Okay. All right, sir. Um, let's let's not mention the address of the house, please. Another called me and said that uh, he want to. He wanted to come to my house and said that he want to go and see one of our members as a as a in the hospital because he had an operation of fibrous. Uh, I have an operation of a uh, of a uh, fibroid. So when she went, okay, sir. Can we move along a little faster, sir? On her way going, she changed her mind and go to Uche's house. I don't know where she was going to discuss about the food uh, of the children because this ever because the children for Uche, Uche have not been taken care. So I uh, on that special Sunday. My, my, my wife called Janet and said, the children that you left for her, the daughter, the friend of her student. So he said that she should take her to pharmacy, that she's coming back every day in the morning, on Monday. So on that Monday morning, I had a call from police station in Mata, and they said that, uh, am I, do I know who is called Janet? I said, yeah, Janet is my daughter. He said, okay, if I'm the father, I should rush now that the net is dead. So I was confused. I was weak. I still I said, ah, I managed. My daughter told me that he's going to some, somewhere, not going to police station. I managed. So when I was there, I should come immediately. I would just have to dress up. As I was dressing up, they called me again that I should not come again, that I should wait for them at Adam or Boston, that they are bringing the cops to come and meet me there. So in about three to four seconds, Four minutes, I saw the motor coming. So when the motor was coming, they dropped at my very close to me and he said that uh, 
they went and saw me, they said, I should roll at the back of the motor. I should, I will see the, the, uh, the dead body of my daughter. I said, so when I went, I see the dead body, my body, I, I don't even, I can't hold myself. So I asked the mom, they say, ah, I have saw the dead body with full of blood. All her bodies were bruises. Even the education, they caught nine. I said, what happened? He said, it was when my daughter was struggling to death. And they were trying to give her drink and I tried to guide the why they still want to do it. I said, okay, now what are you going to do? They were taking my dead body to a uh, uh, mainland hospital at the mortuary at Yaba. I said, why Yaba? They said that, ah, that uh, the, 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 the mortuary at the Kurudu, that they have problem. And this was a police officer by name, James. And uh, Chioma, they were the people at the same. They have with that gone. So when we, when we were going, on our way going, they said I should give them money to fuel the car. I gave them 5,000 to fuel the car. So when we drove to uh, Montreal, Yaba, even the Montreal said that, said that, ah, that uh, when the body is so bruised, is you see how accident? Well, they said, ah, even the German and uh, the judge said, ah, it was when she was talking to that, they had the same injury. So from there now, they said we should take her into the so we went there, they said I should pay another five thousand to clean the blood in the blood in, in, in her body. So I paid five thousand. So they posted that in the motion. Say I should be and the environment the environment will be fifty thousand, which I give them that which I give them that Okay. Okay, sir. So how so why why was there any you there was no complaint to the police station about the death of your daughter the 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 ipos They, they told you not to not to file any charges. They told you not to make any report. Um, I, I, okay. Thank you, sir. I'm really sorry about what happened. I really is 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 mommy there, sir? Can 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 I say a word to her, please? Good morning, ma. I'm really sorry about what happened to your daughter. It's really, I don't know how. I was with you, Ma, on uh, Wednesday. We went to the mortuary together to see your your daughter. You know, from Yorubas, Yoruba people cannot go and see their own daughter. But I, I saw, you know, the pain and the anguish as we all were standing next to the corpse of your daughter, it, it's something I cannot even, uh, you know, it's not, we cannot wish that on any parent. I'm really sorry about that. So sorry for your loss, man. I don't know if you have anything to, you know, if we can just hear from you briefly before we shut this down. These two children for me, yeah? one is seven. 
when she died, where was the where was the seven when she died at the police station? Who took the child? The seven month old baby that she was carrying. So you now recovered the child from the DCO. Uh, we, we, we really have to go now. I'm really sorry, Ma. Uh, I'm sure we will do our best to support you in this time. Um, may God uh, make her, may her soul rest in peace, man. God comfort your, your you and your family and her children that she left behind. I'm so sorry for you. So sorry, Ma. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Listen, I don't know. Someone came and was calling that uh, when Barista Olumide is talking, he's talking as if there is no hope, he's painting a bad picture. I tell you that every day we are losing people. Do you know what it is to bury your own death? Uh, your own child, your own sister, your own brother, your neighbor? She was 39, she was going to be 40 in August. Um, I would, do we have about two or three minutes? Very soon, three minutes. Okay, please, can we please uh, the, the second call? Uh, I would like to put on the line Mrs. Bemiro Elijah, that is the vice chairperson of the Nigerian Bar Association Ecology Branch. Uh, she is the head of the Human Rights Committee, and um, you know, it was on her invitation that I came to join uh, them on that fact finding uh, visit. I, I hope the line behaves. We have just less than we have about two, three minutes. Doesn't seem to be dialing up, but I'll try again. <laughs> Excuse me. Hopefully this connects successfully. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not even getting any feedback from the um, from the, from the energy uh, provider. So, um, if you're just tuning in, it's um, relationship three sixteen where we discuss relationship issues. Okay, I think our line is working now. Okay. to appreciate the work of the Nigerian Bar Association Ecology Branch uh, for inviting me and for picking up this case. It's uh, it's just something. Oh my God. Uh -oh. I'm not sure what's going on with the network there. Quickly redial the number. Maybe we can do this before we need to call before on the break. Before we need to call on the break. A little over two minutes. Hopefully our, uh, our guest picks up that phone. 